If you're tired of the superficial and you're craving real conversation about life, relationships, fears, doubts, and the divine in the middle of it, this is the place for you. My name is Anna Dimmel, and I'm a blogger, writer, and former pastor. And it's my passion to build bridges, not walls, through honest, real conversation and connection. And I want that for you. This is the show that will help you do that and give you not only inspiration and connection, but will help you leave the superficial for good and form the real connections you're craving. Your story matters, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Hello, welcome to the Behind the Mirror podcast. You guys, it is 2020. Here we are in this next season of this show. I just can't even believe it. I'm so excited. This is the third year of doing this podcast, and I'm kind of pinching myself going, oh my gosh, how have we been doing this for three years? But here we are, and here you are, and we are continuing to journey through this wonderful journey together. And so thank you for sticking with me for the past two years, and thank you for showing up again this year. I I believe it's going to be a good one, which is everything that I plan on talking about in this episode. But before we dig into that, I have to say thank you to all of my patrons. You guys are such a blessing. You are such a gift. And I sent you all Christmas cards. Um, actually, they were late. They were more like New Year's cards. But I sent them all to you guys this year. And I hope that you felt the message in that card because it's true. Without you guys, this work wouldn't happen. And this mama and her own journey and her own way of traveling through and pastoring and doing this thing is all because of you. So thank you all. You all mean so much to me and to my little house over here full of girls. So thank you. To all the rest of you who continue to show up and listen and who are tuning back in now after I've taken some time off, thank you. You are just as much a part of this work. And I'm so grateful to be connected to each of you in the ways that we connect through this podcast. It's truly an honor. So that being said, I am stoked about 2020 and I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of ideas and a lot of ways that I feel in my bones spirit is working and moving and getting ready for an awesome year. So without any further ado, let's dig into this episode. Here we go. Hi there. Welcome back to the podcast. I cannot believe this is our first episode in the new year. Gosh, it just seems like it just crept up upon us. And here we are in 2020. And if you've been following the podcast for a while, you know that I took a couple months off. I took a little sabbatical for myself and am now back in the saddle and here recording our first episode. And, you know, I thought a lot about what I wanted this first episode to be in 2020. And the resounding theme that kept coming into my mind every time I thought about what I wanted to say in the first episode in this year was the word brave. 
It's no secret that last year was filled with brave things. We conquered and worked and faced and climbed and crawled and marched and braved so many hard things last year. And inside this community in particular, I know so many of your stories. And last year was a year filled with courage, filled with bravery. And for myself, I really thought last year I was doing some hard things. I really thought, my gosh, I have challenged the status quo in church. I challenged my former beliefs and my faith. I challenged groups that I used to be included in. And throughout the episodes last year, we had constant conversation around what is this new step, this new breed of following Jesus, being a Christian, being spiritual, being mystic, whatever label you want to put on it, what does that actually look like? It's funny because this year, I feel like the pulse behind 2020, the energy is all around going further. And for someone like me, at first, I literally was like, oh my gosh, no. I did all the hard things last year and the year before and the year before that. I am done. I got my medal. I got my badge. Listen, I showed up. I fought. I did hard things. I don't want to do any more hard things. And yet, this whisper in my soul was calling me deeper, was pushing me further, and taking the lines that I had thought were so far past any lines I had before and stretching those out even further. This year, I think, is going to be monumental for many of you and myself. I believe this year is going to be a year of things coming into fruition that we all thought would never be, things that you have worked so hard on, whether they be relationships, emotional healing, trauma recovery, new beliefs building, new families building, all of the seeds and work in the ground that you did last year. I think this year we're going to see a lot of fruit come from that. When I say last year, I don't even mean just the stuff you did last year. I mean the stuff you've done like the last decade. It's been a hard chunk of time for a lot of us. And I feel the tides are shifting. I feel it in my bones. There's this this quaking, this energy that says, guys, we're not done yet. This isn't over. The show ain't done. There is so much more that we haven't even thought of that's going to be waiting for us on the other side. And so this first episode, I really am going to take this moment to be your cheerleader and to tell you that you have it in the bag. This year is your year. This is the year where spirit is moving and shifting and molding and shaping so many things that we all thought couldn't be moved, couldn't be shaped, couldn't be reborn, couldn't be rebirthed. That's what this year is going to be all about. Maybe you've already seen some evidence of this in the first few months. We're already in February. My gosh, I can't believe it. But maybe you've already seen hints of this in January. Maybe you've already felt some shifting and some moving and even maybe some lightness in areas you didn't feel light before. That is all part of healing. I think we spent a lot of time And I'm saying this for myself and those of you who I know that that listen to this show, I think we spent a lot of time in the last few years doing 
hard, hard inner work. We had to say no to things that no longer served us. We had to say no to things that went against our values. We had to say no and put boundaries up in places that were scary and hard to put boundaries in. And that work, although part of the healing process, is brutal. I mean, I mean, there's no sugarcoating that. That work is hard. But this year, this year has a different feeling in it. This year, I feel that the vibe isn't going to be brutal. I, I really don't think it is. And I'm speaking that to myself and I'm speaking that to you guys. I think the energy and the vibe in this year is going to be a different kind of work. You know, for a lot of us, misery loves company. <laughs> and I think we've seen that in the Christian space. I think we have felt the negativity of a lot of deconstructing groups, of a lot of progressive groups, and equally feel the negativity from the conservative sides, from those still pushing and working and building inside church walls. There is so much negativity around the subject of Jesus, the subject of Christianity, the subject of church. My gosh, it's nauseating. I, I've even had to pull out of some groups that I was in in Facebook and some people I followed. And I, I had to do a major unplugging because everywhere was just so negative. But I'm not going to lie. I think I spent a good chunk of my time swimming in some negativity myself because it's true. When you're sad and when you're hurting, you want to be around other people who are sad and hurting because like the saying, misery does like company. We don't want to feel alone in our pain. There's nothing wrong with that. I have felt so much comfort in knowing that there were others out there like me grieving, tearing down, rebuilding, going through the hard things. It felt safe to be in that space with other people. I think what I'm feeling now is that there's another side to healing. There is the side of the coin that is hard and hurtful and filled with grief and trauma and pain, but there's this other side, same coin, but there's this other side that's filled with joy, peace, excitement, love, hope, rebirth. I feel like when the clock turned and it hit midnight, my coin flipped. I, I feel like I flipped from this place of misery and pain and agony and grief and constantly doing and building oh, so much hard work. Trauma's a bitch. It's hard. And I think a lot of us can nod our heads and say, yes and amen, especially church trauma, especially family trauma. A lot of us were going through such painful things. But this year, I feel like the other side of healing is coming. The side that doesn't have to be filled with a bunch of tears. The side that doesn't have to be constantly fighting sadness. The side that doesn't have to constantly feel like there's something wrong with you. But rather, the side that says, this is where it gets 
fun. This is where all of the work that you've been doing actually is leading you somewhere fun, somewhere good, somewhere light, somewhere joyful, somewhere where we come up for air. It's like we've all been underwater swimming in really, really deep. You know how deep water gets really dark. It's like we've been swimming at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom. And the pressure at the bottom, at its deepest point in any pool, in any um, ocean, that bottom part, the pressure is so intense. And it's like we're swimming up to the top again. We're seeing the light. We're seeing that water doesn't always have to be dark, that the waters of our soul can actually be clear again, that the water that we're swimming in, you could actually see sunlight again, peeking from on top. That's the image I get for all of you and myself, that this is where we're headed, guys. This is where spiritual things don't have to be about arguments all the time. Spiritual things don't have to be about disagreements and finding where someone else is wrong and you're right or vice versa. Spirituality is not meant for those things. The sad part, I think for a lot of us that are coming out of religiosity, no matter what brand you had, what flavor you were drinking of your Kool-Aid, but The sad part about that, although there's beauty in religious tradition, there's beauty in the Christian faith, don't get me wrong, there's beauty in so many different religious faiths and practices. However, the brand I came from, the evangelical space, there was so much us versus them and so much negativity of of finding who was wrong, proving why they were wrong, proving why they were damned for eternity, proving why you were elite and they were not. And, and this brand of spirituality became intoxicated with power and intoxicated with self-righteousness and pride and egos and a whole lot of gross things that I don't think were ever supposed to be mixed up inside of spiritual things. Spirituality is about the other than. Spirituality is about this world other than this one. A world that isn't consumed by ego, that isn't consumed with power and being right and proving that you're better or that someone else is worse. The spiritual realm is actually void of all of those things. I think now is where a lot of people are kind of cracking open that box and that wave of insight and that wave of knowledge. And they're going, oh, spirituality can be beautiful again. Spiritual things can be life-giving again. Spiritual things are actually more about beauty and love and excitement and magic and miracles and redemption and grace and, and so many things that Our previous cages that so many of our souls were held in by the bonds of religion, we forgot about those things. I remember being so excited when I would hear about a miracle. And I'm sure um, those of you who come from any Pentecostal, evangelical, charismatic space, you remember this, right? Like when you heard about 
somebody being healed or you heard about somebody's life completely being like changed overnight. Those were miracles. And the excitement and the energy around that was was very contagious. It, it would become this, this light, this energy, this electric thing that you just crave to hear more of and be a part of. I think what's interesting now is that I'm realizing those moments don't have to be so few and far between. That actually when you take away the confines of fear, which so much of religion is based in, and you take away the confines of negativity, ego, self, you remove that, you're left with this miraculous thing called spirit. And when that energy doesn't have a cage that it's trying to wiggle around in or rules it's being forced to adhere to, you actually see a lot more of those moments happening than you ever saw before. And they may not be glorified and brought attention to on a stage or on a platform with the audience clapping and a testimonial video pumped out 24 hours later. Rather, they're moments of miraculous, beautiful, spiritual times that are happening inside your space, inside your community, inside your home, on your kitchen table, around your fireplace, in your neighborhood. You know, that, that is, that's amazing. I think for me now, I'm starting to tap into that and I'm going, oh, okay, okay. Spirit is much broader than I ever gave it credit for. I've been pretty open before on the show about not judging someone else's faith background or religion and how I really think God can and spirit can and is big enough and able to connect with any and all of us wherever we are. Whatever pathway we find ourselves on, spirit's like, yeah, I got this. I can show up. I can walk with you. And now it's like I it's like I knew that, but now I'm seeing that. And I feel this this new wave of excitement again around spiritual things. And it's not just in me. I'm I'm recognizing it around me. I'm recognizing it in other people too. And it's like we have this big movement of, of deconstruction, right? We have this big movement of people challenging and people questioning and people finding voices to say, I don't know that I agree with you. And all of a sudden, we had conversations we'd never been having. We had this movement of deconstruction that opened up a whole new space of what many have labeled progressive Christianity or, depending what side you're on, or heretic-like speech. And now it's like that dust is kind of settling And there's this new way of picking up, and I'm feeling it, and I'm excited about it. And so I want to start this season and kick off this new year with that in mind, that I I don't see this next season of podcasting looking necessarily like my other years have looked. Same voice, same me, same context, same uh, backstory, but I believe this year is going to be focused on a lot of healing a lot of healing on the side that includes joy, that includes magic, that includes so many waves of spiritual things that 
many of us didn't even know existed. I, I feel that spirit is excited that we're finally showing up. I feel that God is like, yes, yes, you are coming to the table with empty plates and I'm ready to shock and awe you with what I'm going to fill them with. I think for me personally, I came to the table of God with a plate much like my toddler has that has the different sections, one for, one for your main course, one for your vegetable, one for your fruit, one for your carb, right? Like it's a color-coordinated plate, and I know what things go in what containers. And, and it's like I, I think I have been coming to the table of God most of my life with that kind of plate, that kind of mindset. And God in his graciousness filled the plate as best as I would allow within my little boxes of what goes where. And it's like, I feel that maybe we're all ready to grow up a little bit and come to the table as grownups with an empty plate to the host of the party and say, whatever you made, I'm down because you're a great cook and whatever you're cooking and serving up, I want some of that. I feel like that is where spirit is excited to engage with this body of people again. So I want to encourage you that if the last few years have felt like death's door, have felt like you were buried six feet under in the grave and you put up a little straw through the ground and you've just been puffing air and barely making it, I want you to know this year is your year. This year is for you. This is your year where rest shows up. This is your year where you and your voice and your passions and your mind and the beauty of you get to show up in all of your wild colors. This is the year that old dreams come back to life again. That old songs your heart used to sing start singing again. That the childhood excitement and awe of, ooh, what's next? That's back. That's coming back alive again. And it's interesting because if you follow, like on social media or newsletters or blogs or whatnot, most of them, um, especially healing ones, spiritually minded ones, a lot of them have been talking a lot about connecting with your inner self, your inner child. We even talked about that on the show last season. And it's so funny how most of us, when you think of inner child, we get this like heavy look on our face, like, oh, oh, there's so much pain back there. Don't make me go back there, right? It feels like an unwanted therapy session. But guys, do you remember the part of your childhood that actually was filled with excitement, that actually felt like anything was possible? where you had dreams of becoming things that you've completely like dismissed now? Do you remember that childhood space of anything is possible? Connecting with inner child doesn't always have to be heavy and hard, although that is part of the inner work and the inner journey of healing those wounds. But there's also this connection with inner child that is exciting and joyful and playful and silly and healing in its own right. The young self, I think, is as close as we get to who we really are. I think we come into this world perfect. 
I think who you were as a baby and as a young little boy or little girl, you were perfect. Your energy was perfect. Your little mischievous acts were perfectly you. Your little stubborn self was perfectly you. Who we were then is who we're climbing our way back into. Nothing was wrong with the way you came into the world. The people who tried to squash who you were and silence who you were, that was where error happened. But spirit knows inner you. Spirit knows young self better than we do. And I think that this new season we're walking into is one where spirit is excited to awaken that young self again. A few practices that I've been trying to do that have helped me tap into this uh, mindset have been trying to do things that remind me of my young self. And, and I grab I grab that I can't take credit for this. I grabbed this from somewhere. Some somebody I follow posted this and I forgive me, I don't remember who they were. But the idea was to find activities that your younger self enjoyed and allowing yourself to kind of reconnect with that younger you. If you enjoyed playing outside as a young kid, which I don't know many of us who didn't, activities might be something to do with nature, something to do with spending intentional time outside, intentional time at the park, intentional time even sitting on a swing and allowing yourself to swing again. Um, During the summer, maybe you loved being at the pool, being intentional about going again, swimming in the water, diving off the diving board, splashing and kicking and being little again. Like all of these little things that we look at as childish actually are closer to who we really want to be. I've been trying to get back into creativity in a way that is beyond just work. I think the older I got, um, you know, when I was little, I loved painting. I loved drawing. I loved making things, crafting. You know, I was one of those little kids with glue and (laughs) all the things. And as an adult, creativity became a craft. I, I write and I compose blogs and put together books and create podcasts. And, you know, that is still an extension of young self. It's just more adult. But I I took that challenge when I saw that that post and I was like, oh, what if I tried doing the creative things that actually sparked me into life when I was little, like coloring. So the other day, Noah and I sat with this ginormous, I don't know why they even make coloring books this big, but it's one of those really big like coloring mat things. And she and I sat there for hours because it, I mean, it was huge. And we colored this, it was a Mickey Mouse drawing. I will never forget it. And it was Mickey Mouse in a race car. And she and I took turns picking colors. And normally when I color with Noah, I really like, I try to make the picture or encourage her, I should say, to make the picture look like it, it does like in the Mickey Mouse show or in the you know, packaging or on the front of the book or whatever. And I try to guide her like, oh, see, the car is red. Let's color it red. But I, I don't know. This time I was like, no, I wouldn't have used to have done that. I would have been like, why don't we make the car half purple and half brown or, or half green or yellow or, you know, that's how kids think. And so I let her be in charge. And she was like, what if we did this color here and this color here? And normally that would have made my perfectionist, um, part of me twitch, but instead I kind of ran with it. And 
I found myself, guys, myself being like, what if we did this wheel orange and that one yellow and this one blue? What would that look like? My brain just kind of ran with it. And so we sat there and colored for hours and I found myself delightfully happy. It was it was kind of odd because I'm not usually happy when I'm doing the work of momming, like doing the work of playing with kids and doing the work of doing what moms are supposed to do. It feels like work, but I but I allowed myself to tap into this little little space inside that I haven't been to in a while. So part of the challenge I'm I'm going to extend to you guys as as we wrap this episode up is sit down and just Try to remember something fun that you enjoyed doing as a kid. Something fun. And find a way to reconnect with that this week. And it doesn't have to be big and dramatic and, you know, like Facebook post worthy or anything, but just explore it. You never know what little side of you might come up and surprise you. And you and you just have no idea how spirit could use that to start healing some things in you. So that being said, I'm looking forward to a new season, a new year, and I'm looking forward to journeying through it with you. Grace and peace. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed the conversation today. You can find my blog and links to my Instagram and Facebook account on my website at justajesusfollower.com. I hope you join us next week for another raw honest conversation. In the meantime, go in peace and know that you are enough.